everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. And we are here for our 51st installment of the Talk That Talk Show. Um, I want to thank everybody out there who's constantly listening in each and every week. Um, you can always check us out on our YouTube channel at you know Talk That Talk Show on YouTube. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much any major streaming platform, you name it, we are on it. Um, you also want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza, Edison, New Jersey. And also want to give a special shout out to 91s.com with the best acid wash apparel in the game from my boy, Cody Bromley. And then finally want to give a special shout out to our people at Executive Bar and Restaurant located in Carteret, New Jersey, giving us some of the best Indian food and Indian cuisine, drinks, all of that stuff, all in one. So please, if you get a chance, check them out whenever this corona is over, right? So wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my sponsors. And, you know, I definitely, it's definitely been an eventful week, even though it hasn't really seemed that eventful. Um, I know in the past couple weeks, I've been telling you all about how I've been struggling a little bit with the unemployment. But, you know, luckily, uh, there was... We got contacted by my old job uh, at Playworks and they wound up coming up with this little package for us so that, you know, we would be able to be unforeload for a couple months. So, you know, coming from a situation where I was just so frustrated with dealing with the unemployment process in terms of, you know, applying each week, you know, not really getting any type of correspondence back, um, not, you know, pre it's, it's very frustrating when you're going through the, all the right steps and you see that a lot of other people are, you know, having success with it. And, you know, you just kind of feel like hopeless in a, in a sense. So, you know, for me to get that news that we'd be unfurloughed, um, it, it, was, it was huge for me because not alone for the money, but, you know, just for the fact that, you know, there, there's so much, you know, uncertainty that goes on. And I think that, you know, with us, you know, with them telling us that our jobs wouldn't be certain and there's no real clarity as far as, you know, if we're going to still have a job after this whole, um, you know, furlough end or unfurloughed for the couple months. So, you know, for me, it's just like more of a cushion to try and, you know, go out there and try and see what else is out there, and, you know, give myself a little bit of a backing. Right. So, you know, I've taken this opportunity and you know, just took it as terms of just trying to get a little bit further along and see what else can happen from this. And I think that, you know, a lot of times when you have situations that kind of knock you back on your heels and, you know, kind of ha has you scratch and claw like crabs out the bucket and see what happens. Right. So, you know, I feel like I've really put a lot of my heart and soul into trying to better myself professionally with my resume and also with trying to apply to different jobs. And, you know, just working on this podcast. So, you know, just the fact that I have people each and every week that tune in and uh, want to hear about what I'm saying, it really makes me and pushes me to go each and every and hard each and every week. Right. Um, you know, I've seen this show, you know, progress to where we're almost at 4000 total downloads. And, you know, I know that one of the things that really had, like I said, had one of the things that kind of prevented me or held me back from trying to start this show initially after so many people had told me that I needed to do it was the fact that I guess I was just so afraid to fail and so afraid of the responsibility and accountability I needed to have on myself to provide this weekly show. 
And, you know, not only to do that, but to then do it live for everybody to watch on Facebook. You know, it's something that I've kind of really just enjoyed each and every week and just seeing how far it can progress, too. So um, I'm just really happy to be here with you all another week. Um, shout out to my boy Theodore Mahan. Shout out to my boys Jeff Farrell, Matt Yunjin, Lizard. Uh, we got a lot of people here on the Facebook live stream on a Friday night. Um, want to give a big, big shout out to, um, you know, my peoples at VW Liquors because like I said, and I hate to be repetitive, but each and every week, um, you know, it's more, it's, it means something when you go into a, a liquor store or a beer store or your neighborhood store and, you know, you just get that friendly, welcoming vibe, right? And every time I step into VW Liquors, you know, I meet it with my my boy Gabe, Gabe Azzarello, who lives down the street from me. Shout out to him. And then Dave, who's, you know, the owner of VW Liquors. And they meet me right at the front door and, you know, say, and Gabe told me today, right before I hopped on the show, I was like, man, uh, you know, what we got today? And he's like, oh, we just got this brand new uh, IPAs. We got some new drafts. Well, not drafts, but they got some new beers. Uh, you want to check it out. And, and it just felt so good. And, um, you know, anybody that lives in that Middlesex County area or anybody that lives, you know, around here, you definitely got to check out VW Liquors. And, you know, one of the things my father was really on me about and <clears throat> is what he's really trying to do over these past couple weeks of quarantining has been trying to support local businesses. I know he actually went at, even as far as to try and get per personalized masks for our family uh, to try and um, get us to be more preventative as far as going out there, and I thought that was really dope. But he's really been pushing, uh, pushing us to support local businesses, whether it's taking out from restaurants. And then also for me, I feel like my contribution has been able to, like, when I do get beer or whatever, um, I'm going to try and get a, a local New Jersey beer, um, you know, try and keep, keep it in, in state, right? And I think the big thing for me this week as far as having this beer and why it means so much is that, you know, when I'm at the bowling alley, I mean, I'm missing it so much. I had to throw out my my Barry Buckets jersey. Uh, got that on here so everybody on the stream can see that. But, um, you know, when I was in the bowling alley, what do you think we were doing? You know, we're drinking beers, you know, having some drinks. And, you know, when I'm bowling throughout the week, you know, it can kind of add up. And then, you know, especially when you're on quarantine and you feel like, you know, what, oh, you know, there's nothing to do. You know, maybe I can have a drink. You know, that can start to add up. So, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do is I've tried to make the conscious decision of, you know, just trying to drink on the weekends, right? So, you know, I, I've, um, you know, tried to stick true to that, and I've done that all week. So that's why this cold one is going to be a real tasty one, right? So I've been trying to give you guys different beer reviews and uh, suggest some different beers for you to try each and every week. And, like, I'm really excited to talk about this one because this beer is from Bolero Snort Brewery. It's right up there in North Jersey. And for everybody that's a fan of, you know, good-tasting beers that can give you a little bit of punch, too, I'm definitely going to suggest this Pina Bolada, right, like a, like the bull, so Pina Bolada. And, I mean, when you're looking at a beer, I mean, how much further can you go from getting one that has pineapple, coconut, lime, vanilla, and milk sugar, right? You're not going to find that in a Miller Lite or a, Cor you know, a Corona, right? So, you know, I'm always a fan of trying to get a craft beer and get something that's tasty. So I'm going to crack this one open here. It's called the Pina Bolada. And, I mean, what more can you ask for? Pineapple, coconut, lime, vanilla, milk, sugar. 
So for everybody out there tuned in our Facebook live stream, this one cheers is for you and everybody listening on our streaming platforms. Wow. Mm. That is really, really good. So, and I'm definitely going to tell you all, if you guys get a chance to, please check out this Pina Bolada Stout. And thank you, Dave, as always, for hooking me up with some beers to try out, as always. Love you very much, brother. Um, but like I said, you know, I've been trying to make different changes, you know, as far as my lifestyle. And one of the things that kind of um, stuck out to me over this past week was I was talking to one of my friends, and they had suggested that I try and get this app. And, and I had it on my phone this entire time, but, you know, me being personally, I, I was someone that, you know, wanted to get a little bit better with the fitness. I actually called my boy Louis Guerra. Shout out to him. And I told him to try and hold me accountable when I'm trying to go on these runs because one of the things that I've looked to do, excuse me, to try and uh, increase my exercise throughout this quarantine is the fact that, you know, I've been trying to go out and run. And I see people run through the neighborhood, but I'm somebody that, you know, I don't think I look as elegant while I run, right? So I, I've taken refuge in trying to go in the back of Thomas Jefferson, which was my old middle school. And it's kind of nostalgic because back when I was in middle school, I know Jeffrey Farrell can tell us about this, but we used to have to run the half mile times and the mile times in the backyard. So anybody from Edison, if you remember and you went to TJ, put it in the stream. What was your half mile time at TJ, right? So, um, you know, I definitely take a little bit of comfortability in going back there. And, you know, nobody's really back there. And it's just me and running out there and over the past what three four days i've run a total of i think 11 miles and with the app the samsung health app you know it's kind of really helped me as far as a question that was answered by uh, Je uh that jeffrey had asked me too when i was telling him about my run and we were saying like how many laps is it really around tj if you want it to be a mile right so you know with this app i was able to figure out how much i was running you know what my mile time pace was and it's really helped me as far as encouraging me to get out there and exercise and get out there and run and i've never been one to be a huge run for fun guy but you know i think about you know when i didn't have when i had the app and there was one time where I forgot to put the workout in this week and I just got a chance to see how many steps I was taking within the house in quarantine and I saw that I wasn't very as active right I hadn't even hit like a percentage of my the steps that you're supposed to take so it really makes a, it really makes you wonder about you know in this quarantine if we're not actually going out there and exercising how are we going to how are we going out and getting that active lifestyle that we're looking for? I mean, just before I hopped on the air here, it was funny because my brother was in the backyard with my father and they were doing pull-ups on the tree in the backyard. So I I, I I got up there for a little bit and I got some tree hangs and he had the resistant bands out there. So, you know, whatever it takes or whatever you need to do, I think one of the things that has been lost or what we can really take refuge is as far as is our personal health and what we are doing in our, you know, at home. And I've seen a lot of people getting creative with the at home workouts, challenging each other on social media. And I think that's all fun and good because, you know, when we come out of quarantine, I heard some people say it on Twitter, they want to be a whole snack, right? They want to be a whole meal. So, you know, you can't get there without time and dedication. And, um, 
one of the things that I had to actually tell myself to do today was rest. And, you know, when it comes down to exercising and getting consistent, you have to also know when when to rest a little bit, too, and when you're to listen to your body. Right. And I seen that myself. Uh, I had gotten like this really bad blister because I wore the wrong shoes when running. And I was like, yeah, I could tough it out, you know. And my brother was like, nah, man, you don't want to make things worse, you know. So um, I decided to come to a, a, a compromise and I'm going to go for a, a little bit of a walk slash jog after the show today. But um, the main thing is, is just trying to find something that you like to do. And for me, through the app, um, I've found out that I like running. And another thing that's kind of intertwined with that as far as if you're trying to get your personal health up is the fact that you got to figure out what is it that you're eating, right? And one of the things that the Samsung Health app has done for me is that I've actually went up with a food log. I mean, I've never actually thought of out recording the things that I'm eating every day, right? And it's kind of interesting to see like what your nutrient score is throughout the week. And, you know, for me... You know, I've seen just in a couple days of me doing this, you know, I've seen my mental go up, the physicals felt a little bit better, and even my mile times throughout the week got better, right? So, you know, it's really cool, you know, what avenues or what resources are out there for you when you try to take your personal health seriously, right? So I challenge all, a lot, you know, all my viewers out there, you know, go through your phone. I don't know about Apple because I don't, I don't like Apple, but, you know, I'm sure they have Apple Health you know, app or something like that. So, you know, I'm going to challenge you all. Find what it is that you like to do to exercise and try and get a little bit active, right? Because, you know, this quarantine, we don't know when the end is going to be. We don't know any type of certainty. But what we do know is that we control what we can control. And that, you know, for me has been, you know, trying to get this personal health up. So, you know, I definitely wanted to share that with you all. So cheers up. And then hopefully to next week, the next couple miles that I'll be running. Right. <laughs> and then one of the things that I saw in the news as well, um, that I think that a lot of people are starting to make a little big issue about was the fact that Patrick Mahomes is still in discussions with my Kansas city chiefs about trying to get himself a long-term contract. Now, if you don't know why my boy Patty Mahomes deserves a long-term contract, then you must be out of your cotton-picking mind, right? But, <laughs> but I tell you what, let me say you this. My boy Patty Mahomes yeah. is the truth. And, I mean, he delivered our Kansas City Chiefs to a Super Bowl. I mean, he's been leading the league and leading the team in touchdowns consistently. And let me tell you something. Waiting 50 years, all right, 50 years to see our team win the chip, and we have finally won the chip. And let me tell you something. What Patrick Mahomes has shown is he's shown a little bit of a, a, a brightness on the horizon, right? He's kind of shown us or has shown the embodiment of what this new age quarterback is going to be. I mean, think about what he's made Aaron Rodgers look kind of like the old age are looking so retrospective, right? And, you know, with the way Patrick Mahomes is able to vault this franchise to the AFC Championship and then to the Super Bowl, it would be an atrocity to let this guy go. And I think the big thing that was made in the news was the fact that when asked about it, 
you know, a lot of times we talk about longevity and how these athletes are going to, you know, sustain their careers or are they going to stay with the team for their entire career? And Patrick Mahomes left the question a little bit open because what he said was is that he believes that the Chiefs will do the right thing, which we all have to believe, whether that means that we got to pay Patrick Mahomes $40 million a year, he deserves it. I mean, he's the best player in the league, and he's the 36th paid quarterback in the league. That kind of reminds you of a little bit of the Scottie Pippen that happened on the last dance, right? So I think that it isn't without question that Patrick Mahomes, in a way, has to challenge whether he's going to be in Kansas City his whole entire career because they have to, to show that they value his value, right? So if I'm Patrick Mahomes and what he did say was is that just because he wants to be in Kansas City for a long time, that doesn't mean that he's going to be there forever. And I think it really puts the ball in Kansas City's hands here because if you do not find a way to give this guy what he wants, you can probably kiss away about a big percentage of that fan base that absolutely have gravitated to this man, Patrick Mahomes, right? And it's hard not to when the guy's electrifying and redefining the league every time he throws the football, right? So, you know, I think that also one of the things that he might have seen is how Tom Brady, who for a long time was thought that he was going to end in New England, and now he's opened up the possibility by going to Tampa Bay and made that a reality. So, you know, for us Kansas City Chiefs fans, we have him signed through 2021, but these are the times where we have to take advantage of the fact that we're getting such a high-quality player for cheap. I mean, the fact that he's only making just $4 million a year is absolutely insane, right? But another thing that we have seen here, aside from, you know, Patrick Mahomes who's trying to get this long-term deal is we're trying to see about when the NBA is going to try and find the time to reopen, right? And we see that a lot of, or some teams like the MLS, which, you know, is trying to open their facilities for open practice in about a week, right? But you have the NBA who has postponed their draft lottery, right? And they've also postponed their draft combine. We've seen with the NFL where they kind of did like a little bit of a virtual draft combine, We've also seen where they've had like the virtual, you know, pretty much everything has gone virtual with the NFL and they've went adaptive. But here we have the NBA who values the tradition and the experience for, you know, these teams, executives, players. And the one thing that I did see is that they did not push back the draft date, which is June 25th, right? And I think for as far as for the NBA, it's really important to think that, you know, the NBA looks like they're trying to make strides to not cancel this season, right? You have LeBron James who comes out on social media and says, hey, I have full confidence that the NBA is trying to resume. We are not trying to quit out on this season. And I think that gives fans a lot of hope. But one of the big things that we can see that is the biggest hope for them is the fact that they did not move back the draft, right? So it kind of gives you that hope that there's still some sort of, you know, glimmer that the NBA is going to try and stick to the schedule or stick to the script. But, you know, one of the proposed things that the NBA has said is that for the next season, trying to, you know, open up in December around Christmas time. And I know that might conflict with, you know, some of the other sports like the NFL out there, but, 
I think, again, like I've reiterated before, the main thing to worry about as far as when we are going to ever resume sports, whether it be me covering games, you as fans going to the games, we just have to put everyone's safety at the very top of the food chain because, you know, when we think about what that is even going to look like, I mean, how are we going to have people that are going to come to games? Are you going to have them two or three seats apart? Are you going to even fill out stadiums, right? This is, you know, there's going to be so much that has to, you know, go as far as trying to bring back all of our mainstream sports. But I think that the biggest thing that comes along with that and, you know, you always have to try and think as far as what type of effects certain things have, and that can go directly with the money, right? And when you look as far as what ha has happened or what has occurred with sports being vacated, we have seen that an estimated $12 billion for sports is going to be lost, right? And I think that, you know, $12 billion is such a huge astronomical number, right? And we talk about all the different facets as far as how the sports is affecting people and how that, you know, goes just beyond personal opinions and personal feelings. But we're talking about direct facts. And the direct facts is that $3.25 billion is lost just based off the fans not being there. And that's so crazy to think about how much weight us as fans hold is that we are taking away $3.25 billion out of all these major corporations by us not attending games. So for anybody that says that being a fan doesn't mean anything, I can give you $3.25 billion reasons why your faith and your fandom is just as important to that team's success, right? As a fan, I need to Right? I mean, come on. The Knicks should be paying me for going out to cover those games, right? Terrible. But another number that you got to throw out there is $371 million in wages, right? I mean, we could talk forever about, you know, give and giving words to things and saying that, you know, jobs are lost, right? We don't have sports for this X amount of time. But when you look at the numbers and you look as far as how much money is lost, this is a huge, huge, huge problem and something that is affecting so many different facets of sports. And then when you look at how astronomical the number is as far as $12 billion, I mean, you can only think as far as just the overall economic landscape that has been thrown off kilter by this coronavirus, right? So you have 20 million hours of wages that are lost, right, from sports not being there. 20 million hours of our friends and family that, you know, could be working for teams that are not there. There is a huge, huge difference and gap that comes from not having sports. And then you think about in terms of pro, right? Because $12 billion represents sports as a whole, right? But then you have college who's losing $3.9 billion. By the sports not being out there, college is losing $3.9 billion. And you mean to tell me that they don't even want to pay these college athletes? They just think that a scholarship is enough when they're making $3.9 billion. I know the NCAA just passed off a likeness bill where these athletes can try and get paid off of their likeness, but that is merely a small percentage of what the $3.9 billion a lot of these kids are putting into the college's you know, pockets and these big name universities, right? But I think the overlooked thing 
that we see that is also lost from sports not being there is we got we forgot about the little guys, right? Now from just youth sports, right? AAU, uh, Little League Baseball, right? $2.4 billion is lost, right? Your kid can't go to T-ball, right? Your kid's not going to go to Pop Warner to play football, right? Because of the... He can't go because of this coronavirus. And if you look at it in a whole, that is $2.4 billion that is lost. You got to look at the numbers. And when we do, it is such an astronomical point that sports is not here. So, yeah, we don't see the TV or we don't watch our favorite teams on the sports channel or we don't get to see them on ESPN and we're watching old highlights. But when we look at the numbers and the actual $12 billion that this sports industry is, it really has got to make you wonder as far as when the sports are going to come back and how we can even get sports to even boom as the as like they were before. Not just from a sense of us watching them, but just in the sense of these organizations trying to recoup all that money lost. $12 billion is a lot of money, right? And when we talk about if and when the NBA comes back, one of the things that has come up to me and people have asked me about is what do I think about potentially CP3 coming to the Knicks? So hold up. This is what I think about CP3 coming to the Knicks. I don't think that it is a bad thing. I think that you do have to question what stage do we have Chris Paul at his career with his age going up. But what I do see is that you know, Chris Paul is a proven leader, right? He has taken terrible franchises and brought them to prominence. He did it with the Hornets. He did it with the Clippers. He did it now recently with Oklahoma City. Nobody even knew who Shy Glidarius Alexander was before, right? And he took that ragtag bunch, made them better, and put them in the playoff contention in the Western Conference. So if you mean to tell me that Chris Paul who is also, let me excuse me, a defensive threat, right? So he is a great defender, on-ball defender, and you mean to tell me he's not going to help a New York Knicks team that struggles with point guard play and also struggles with defend, um, defending their other opponents, right? So I think that if Chris Paul is to come to the Knicks, I think the biggest restriction or the thing that's going to hold that back is the price tag that CP3 comes with him, right? I think he's still under contract for another two years for close to like 40-something million dollars. You can fact check me on that. But, you know, when we look as far as what the Knicks are going to try and be able to do, I think CP3 is somebody that could be able to gather other free agents and see if we can try and get them to come to New York. I know a lot of people want DeMar DeRozan to eventually make his way to the Knicks. And I think it makes it a little bit more appealing when you have a guy in Chris Paul who has success in developing other guys behind him as point guards. I mean, you look at Austin Rivers, and he's somebody that flourished when he was playing behind Chris Paul in Houston, right? So, you know, there's been so many cases of where Chris Paul has made other players better, and it's it's almost out of there's no realm of possibility that he can't make the Knicks better I just think that if he does come to the Knicks it has to be under the correct terms and it has to be in a way that the highlight is not only you know making the team better 
but developing the young guards behind him, the Dennis Smith Juniors, if he's even still there, especially Frank Nilakina, who is, like I said, a lottery pick we've been trying to demand so much of, right? So I think Chris Paul going to the Knicks would be huge for us, but there's definitely some huge hurdles as far as with that contract that might stop that from happening. So, you know, the, the one thing that even though there's no sports exactly being live sports being played on the tube, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on under the scenes that is still happening and that makes sports that much more still exciting, right? And, you know, in closing, I definitely wanted to bring up one last thing or make one last review. And it's been something that I really have enjoyed playing with my brother. And it just came out yesterday. Um... You know, we've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone. I know they had the big update to Warzone, which, you know, included Most Wanted in there, and then they took it out, you know, added some switches to the, the final circles and everything. So, you know, Call of Duty has established itself as that premier game on, amongst the gaming landscape. But, you know, for me, one of the things that I always am looking for is that that one game that can kind of take me away from the game that I've been, uh, you know, mainly playing. And for, you know, while it has been Animal Crossing, and I reviewed it before, but I really, really have enjoyed this game that just came out. It's free on Game Pass for Xbox. Um, I actually got it for the Switch so I could play it as well, too. But you got to check out this game, Streets of Rage 4. All my classic gamers out there, if you had a Sega Genesis... I'm sure you knew about Streets of Rage. I mean, if you went to, excuse me, the arcades or the, um, or the movie theaters when you were younger, they always had Streets of Rage as a coin-op machine. And, you know, when I saw that come up on some of the recent releases, I was just so ecstatic to figure out and see if I could really get a chance to play this game. And it was funny because, you know, on Xbox, you know, we always have the parties where we got like eight, nine people in the party and we're just vibing. And it was so funny because one of our homies came in and saw that we were all playing Streets of Rage 4. And he's like, what the hell is this game? And it's literally a side-scroll beat-em-up game. And if you know some of the old games, it literally feels just like the one on Sega Genesis. The visuals are super dope. I mean, the difficulty is there. The re replayability is there. Me and my brother absolutely had a ball beating up these fictitious characters and literally just mashing buttons, right? And I think in, a, in an age of video games where they're so complex and each button has so many different things, you know, it just really is refreshing to have X just to hit somebody, B just to grab somebody, and just stay alive, right? So, you know, I really had fun trying and beating the game with my brother yesterday, um, I definitely would suggest it's on all, you know, platforms. I mean, it's a fairly small game to download, but definitely check out Streets of Rage for, I think the real funny thing about it too, is my brother actually was so excited because the soundtrack to it was already streaming on Spotify, right? So the game has good music. It's a real fun, easy play game to play. It has online multiplayer co-op. So, you know, for me, as my choice is if you're looking for something different to play other than Call of Duty or Animal Crossing, if you have the Switch, definitely check out that Streets of Rage 4. So, you know, in closing, I definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Talk That Talk show each and every week. I know it was one of the things that David asked me, or I think it was Crystal at the beer store, it was funny because she said, you know, how are you going to, are you going to ever run out of topics? Like, since there's no sports, are you ever going to run out of things to talk about? And that answer is no, because each and every week, 
you will have something from me and my personal thoughts about some of the things that are happening in our society, right? Whether it be with sports, whether it be with, you know, what's happening, update with the corona, whether it be, you know, other interests as far as personal life. We have a consistent amount of things to throw at you. It's just up to you to tune in each and every week. Tune in. I want to give a special shout out to Dave Stonis, Kenya Solano, Antoine Jefferson, Richard NG, Scott Olner, Naya Santiago. Got to win with her on uh, Call of Duty. Yo, she's a savage with the sniper. So if you get a chance, you got to check her out. I think her name is Zang Zaddy 24 She's streaming on Twitch. So, um, you know, shout out to you, Naya. We got to get a win later. But um, we got to give a special shout out to our sponsors before we leave as well, too. Um, Executive Bar and Restaurant located in Carteret, New Jersey, 30 Menu Street. Want to give a big special shout out to 91s.com. At best acid wash apparel in the game. And then also want to give a special shout out to my boy Dave at VW Liquors in Edison, New Jersey. Let's go, Mets! Let's go, Mets! So we always do that for Dave at the end of the show. Um, and then again, my beer suggestion I got this from VW Liquors. This is Bolero Snort Brewery. Um, this one's called Pina Bolada. It has pineapple, coconut, lime, vanilla, and milk sugar in a Jersey beer. What more could you ask for, right? So please check out Bolero Snort Brewery if you get a chance. Mm. Yes, sir. And this is the Talk That Talk show. Each and every week you will have my undivided attention and my unfiltered thoughts. Um, I, love, I love you all each and every week. And each and every day, you guys push me to try and produce the best show that I can um, and try and give you the things that you want to hear, right? So if you have any topics that you want to hear, don't hesitate to hit me up at bholmes, I don't know, my fault, underscore Barry Buckets on Instagram, right? Hit me up on Twitter, uh, BHO732, all right? Uh, we have our updates from Talk That Talk Show as far as you know, different clips on Twitter. So you can check us out at Talk That Talk SH1. And then also, we want to give a big shout out to us on our YouTube page. Follow us on subscribe, like us on YouTube. Give us all of our streaming platforms on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And then also, I know one of the things that I wanted to say in closing before I end out here, I'm wearing this bowling jersey, uh, especially because we found out that one of my teammates, uh, my, my my big friend Joe Snow and um, Ray Perry, um, they lost their mother over the past week. And I definitely want, and they used to come to see us every Saturday, his, his mom, um, and she was such a nice lady. And the one thing that I've embraced so much as far as bowling is just the fact that the community that we have with us, right? The bowling community is a strong one and you know we look out for each other and i know that i got a chance to play call of call of duty with joe earlier he's in good spirits but um you know i wanted to send my condolences out there and i wanted to say to everybody send a prayer out for my boy joe snow and ray perry and their family um they're dealing with a tough time and losing their mother and i definitely wanted to give them that special platform to um you know to 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 you know, remember their mom in a great way, right? So for all my listeners and tuners out there, um, you can always check us each and every week. But, you know, as my, you know, ask to you, 
please say a prayer for my boy Joe Snow and for my boy Ray Perry and losing their mother. So, you know, my condolences out to them. You know, this is the Talk That Talk show each and every week. You have a quality show to listen and tune into. Share it with a friend. Let them know. Every Friday they'll have something to watch each and every week. Please support your local businesses. We talked about it earlier in the show. You know, I'm supporting with drinking this beer. Um, you know, we order takeout from some of these restaurants. So in your quarantine time, also support local businesses. Work on your personal health. Do what you need to do to get through this quarantine, all right? My name is Barry Holmes. This is the Talk That Talk Show. And I will see you all next week.